Live. All right. Whoa, hold on. It says I'm live. Sorry. Could you close that, please? Yeah. All right. I get nothing. You hear anything? I hear nothing. Hold on, hold on. Let me unplug the mic. Anything, anything, anybody. Uh, all right. I'm on now. All right. <laughs> Sorry. It's a new system. Ah, you are now about to witness the awesome crushing might of the UDA Robinson Show why they would switch i don't know you can see me let me know if you can hear me important for me to go on if i can't see her can you hear I am her. Good. I'm on my way back to nowhere. Sorry. I, I'm getting no uh, meeting thing. We'll let Bob say it to death. A real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. You see your payback is for always nothing. All right. This is uh, a little bit of chaos. Uh, thank you for those of y'all texting me. Uh, because it's really totally fucking infuriating when, uh, what? It's totally, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, good. It's totally fucking infuriating to do this stuff and, just, and figure out that you, you haven't been, you're not being heard. So uh, it's a present change of locale. I'm going to go back to the other room, but that you don't need to know the inner workings of it, but YouTube has gotten rid of the old system. They created this new system. I imagine it's to do community, to increase community involvement. Because before I couldn't really see the live chat, but there was a live chat feature. Now I can actually see the live chat while I'm talking. I imagine I'll find it distracting. But again, I don't have to look at it. I could just look at, at you. So uh, this is V74, I believe. Uh, hold on. Let's do this. V74. And um, I, I want to talk about, I'm going to jump right in. I got to get some housekeeping done. Uh, I only did two shows in July, mostly because I had to go to Poland to uh, visit the wife's family, and there was a friend of ours got married, and then I had for work, and then I was going to interview Eva Kaur at Auschwitz, so I had to do that for work, as well as go to New York for Ozzy Fest, which was canceled because of the extreme heat, um, and then fly back. So I did Care, Don't Care, because I could do that from the hotel room. But by the time I had to check out, it's a lot of confusion, but I'm back. That means I did two shows in July. Uh, before my efforts in July, it was, of course, the lowest ranked uh, uh, Patreon month ever. I'm not going to complain. I'm just noting. I did two shows. What did I expect? I'm not dunning you now for cash, but I'm just letting you know July sucked financially. Uh, um, and, uh, and of course my phone crapped out. There are a lot of things. I don't want to talk about it, but patreon.com slash the stomper. If you so care to go, 
Now, the big confusion about this will be once I end, excuse me, once I end this show, will it be saved like last time? I don't know. I don't know. I got no idea. It doesn't make a difference. The commercials are done. I want to get right into the meat of the show. Okay. So what I'm going to say is this. Um, some of you on Twitter have been have mimicked the hopeless, uh, 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 pointless, endless feeling of incredible futility that seems to dog our every steps in regards to this thing called MMA. I, I'm not going to talk about that until the end. I want to talk about something. Uh, I, I want to talk about something else, and I want to talk about. Let's start with. We're going to go back to something. This thing that I've been on, where I'm talking about the Bible, the Quran. On this level, the Bible, the Quran, I'll be short with this. It won't be as long. It's not going to be the whole show. The Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the Talmud, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, you know, all of the religious texts, and they operate the, you know, we're here, they operate the spectrum here. They're clearly guidebooks and posts. And you know that they are because they all intimate the same thing all across the line. And what they intimate is clearly that this is not the end. They all reference a place beyond the death place. Every single fucking one. Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, you know, Hindu, Hindu, Hinduism, all of them. So they all indicate that these books are just game sets for the game that you're playing, conclusion of which you are someplace else somewhere. All the, road, all the arrows are pointing in that road. But that's not what I'm about now. What I'm about now is what profited a man... Look, you just say, because we have women who listen to the show, what profit a, a person if they should gain the world but loseth on their soul? This ties into Colby Crappington in a very significant way. What, what do you gain? What, what, how does it profit you if you gain this world and below but you lose your soul? And I've been thinking about this endlessly. And there's this thing called uh, in in Greek. Um, yeah, you know it's going to be good when I go to the Greeks. Um, in Greek uh, mythology, you have uh, a Thanatos, which is where uh, Jim Starlin, the comic book artist who did the whole Thanos series with Captain Marvel and the Warlock and the Soul Gems, which turned into the Infinity Stones, where he got got it from. So Thanatos is is the is the uh, uh, Greek god of uh, its personification of death, right? But there are all kinds, of, like there, like there's Eros, there's Agape. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> I got it, I got it. Fuck Cyclone, I got it. You're gonna have to wait to that. You gotta gotta relax. You can't see what Fuck Cyclone just said. I'm gonna get to that, but I'm talking about Thanatos now. So it's a personification of death, right? And it was a it was a minor figure in Greek mythology. You don't hear a lot about it, but um, people have come now with what I'm going to call my Thanatos theory. Um, they referred to him a lot in 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 the great ancient Greek text, but um, not really in a significant way, so that you know it as well as eros, agape, philia, and all the different types of love, right? So um, called a minor figure. But Thanatos was also uh, um, uh, was represented by well, we don't have to go into that. But he had siblings: Hypnos, Nemesis, 
carries Oniroi, which where we get the word oniric from, which control, uh, controls our dreams, and, and so on. So um, I think Kiri's were his sisters, and they were, they were in charge of violent death. He was in charge of peaceful death. Now, Freud talked about, um, about the life instinct, which he called Eros, the Greek god Eros. Um, then there was Thanatos. This is a death drive. Um, and, and Freud talks about it. It's a, the idea behind it is that it drives humans to engage in risky and self-destructive acts that could lead to their own death. So uh, 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 behaviors like thrill-seeking and aggression. Um, now, scientists have said that there's no evidence that anybody has a specific drive towards self-destruction. Um, and, you know, and, and, and scientists shit all over Freud for many good reasons. They shit all over Freud um, because it, Freud ignored women when they said that they were being molested, said that it was a product of hysteria. So Freud is questionable and the cocaine use, whatever. That's okay. But to take the, the, the Thanatos description and to kind of put it off on what he called salience biases, right? So salience biases were this idea that my connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Man, this is fucked up. Okay? That on a, on a microbiogenetic level, we have instincts for many things. We have, if, if you're biologically, um, if you're bi biologically intact, people go, oh, isn't it rare I've met the love of my life? Oh, yeah, isn't it rare that you met the love of your life in the same town, in the same town that you live, you know, in the same... You no, know, if you're biologically... We are going to find our way to each other because I mentioned it today to some guy. I said, we're like lifeboats and, and, and the, our vessel, our vessel holds genetic material that's trying to get off a fucking sinking lifeboat. They see another lifeboat. It's like, I got to get on that lifeboat. I get on that lifeboat. I meet that lifeboat. We mate and we create a third lifeboat of offspring that fuck off and leave us behind to a sinking boat. Yeah, you know, they say that people are genes as way of reproducing themselves. So we have instinctual drives that aid and abet that. However, we do have a built-in biological fucking system that stops us. We have off switches. The telomeres in our body that control longevity get shorter as we get older and you start to crap out. My ex-stepfather fell on an escalator. Wouldn't be that bad wearing flip-flops on an escalator, but he can't, his reaction time is slower. So he, he, he gets a uh, flip-flop stuck in the escalator, slips, falls, falls back. He just had surgery on a knee, surgically reconstructed knee, goes out, falls back. The guy behind him is flipping out, holding on to him in a bad position, can't reach the shutoff button. He fucking ends up with a broken rib, and now the knee is fucked up again, right? The telomeres are short. Your body's not responding as fast. And fundamentally, your genes know that he's got had four kids. His, his oldest son died or has disappeared knows that, you know, whatever happens to that boat doesn't matter because this boat that I'm on is fucking gone. It's gone. It's, it's off into the future. Off into the future. So, um, so I'm going to say that we have instinctive drives that, we, that build bridges to our futures by, by causing us to do things like mate. And if you don't, they call, oh, I don't want to because, oh, yeah, really? Think about your life pre-puberty. That's what life is like without the biological imperative 
to switch to fucking get a lifeboat that's going to last into the future. But I'm going to say that there's also not only in addition to the very real, raw, physical, biological impetus of your telomeres getting shorter, there is also Thanatos as Freud figured it. Death-seeking behavior, right, that fundamentally causes a culling of the herd, right? Like you get guys who, uh, uh, I mean, I could see it. Okay, there's the immediate post-pubertal thing where you have men between the ages of 18 and 22 going to the military, fucking skydiving, you know, free base jumping, free diving, all kinds of shit that you look at and you go, these cats who are going up to the top of buildings, making fucking videos and sometimes dying. I'm going to say that, that, that this is a very, very human drive to, to a self-call. And I say this by way of what's happening with men between the ages of, of 18 and 40. Because from my vantage point over the last four weeks, these cats have been shooting up America. We've had more fucking mass shootings in America in the first 250 days of this year than, or 215 days of this year, like 250, 252 now, post-Texas uh, 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 and now Ohio. And we had last week in Gilroy. How does this serve a genetic imperative to pass your genes into the future? It doesn't. Somehow, like, like this cord, there's cladding on this cord. Because what's inside this cord carries an electrical impulse. Ah, you're doing Ms. Pitt. Ah, I can see who's showing up now. Uh, Genghis Khan, no, it's not false flex. Why do you automatically go into this fucking anti-Trump shit? Just listen. Just listen. Just listen. This has got nothing to do with Trump right now. Stop. False flags. That's internet talk. So we got the cladding. And inside the cladding is a wire that carries electricity. If this is a neglected wire, it gets nicked, it gets dinged, it gets pulled off. If this is a neglected wire, pretty soon I've got exposed current and it touches. And, it, and the product, which is my blue balls, hey, remember that? I couldn't plug it in this week. I couldn't get a signal out of it, so I don't know what's going on with the new system. Remember that little dog we had? Little dog we used to dye pink? Little snowballs. The one that died. Anyway, so the cladding wears off of this. I get wires touching each other. It short circuits. And what happens when things short circuit? Yes. Good for you. Yes, peacocks. Uh, um, yes. It runs through the males in every species, right? Because we're talking about <laughs> we we talk we're talking about men doing dumb shit. And I say to my kids all the time when we're when I'm giving them warnings about life, ah, people, people. And then now I've gotten into the habit of pausing and going, eh, who are we kidding? It's not really people, right? It's men. Oh, you don't think so? Hey, you know what I've done? I stuck my penis in a vacuum cleaner. I had sex with a vacuum cleaner. Any woman you know who's ever done that? Well, Eugene, biological form and function. You know, I know plenty of women who have masturbated on washing machines. That's clearly a... Yeah, yeah okay. You know what? Okay. Don't start with me. There's an order of magnitude indifference, death-seeking Thanatos behavior. So I'm going to say that collectively that we have got this... You, you, you do understand that the worldwide swing toward nationalism is not racial. It, it is not racial. It seems 
racial and biocultural, but the deal is men between the ages of 18 and 40, from culture to culture, oh yes I did. <laughs> yes I did. <laughs> I was young, but I did. So listen, let me let me let me say that um you men between the ages of 18 and 40 from culture to culture are trouble, right? So if you have guys, look at that key and peel thing where they play the Middle Eastern guys working out in the gym. When I was in Amman, Jordan, walking through the streets, I was walking like 20 or 30 yards behind some British tourists, completely unremarkable in every single regard, except they had T-shirts on. And they were just far enough so that I could watch a succession of men in these stores in Amman, Jordan, rush to the window and rush to the front step to look at these sexy whores in their T-shirts because their arms were bare. you got to be fucking kidding me. Men between the ages of 18 and 40, single men in those groupings are trouble. These guys in America who have been shooting up the fucking place are between 18 and 40. I don't care about their political affiliation. That's not significant. There's some things that are true from person to person. They're between the ages of 18 and 40, and they're single. Not a single one from Dylan Roof all the way through has been attached to another fucking, another lifeboat. So when these cats who are, are sick, or fleeing places, Syria, you know, uh, 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 places in the Middle East, and showing up in Sweden, there's a problem. Jimmy Ackerson, the head of the far-right party in Sweden, has acknowledged a problem, but it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like that guy I talked about who watched these women in the mission see some sketch dudes, and she, he can see her. This is a guy who I wrote the chapter about in the fight book called I Killed a Man. And he's watching these women do this calculation about these sketch dudes. And she wants to put her bag on the arm of the chair. She sees the sketch dudes. She starts to hold it. She feels bad. She feels bad. I didn't come in the, in the, in the Dyson. She feels bad because she's assumed that she's feeling. I have assumed that these sketch dudes are sketch dudes. She overrides her natural instinct. And she hangs that fucking bag on the, on the back of the chair Sketch dude runs off with the bag. The guy who I wrote the chapter about in the fight book called I Killed a Man gives chase, catches the guy. Right? So, so what I'm saying is um, you take these sick guys from sick places, single unattached men between the ages of 18 and 40, and you take them to a healthy place, Stockholm, um, and so on. And usually you've heard me make the case that racism in America is a product of penis size. Don't fucking laugh. World War II and, not, and Nazism was, had that weird sexual undercurrent with the Jews supposedly with a large penis. It was always part of the Sturmers uh, 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 Nazi ideology that they were poisoning the blood. First time anti-Semitism had, was bloodborne. Before then, in the, in the in Inquisition, you could convert out of it. First time with the Nazis. It was this weird biological thing. The slaves didn't show up in tuxedos, but this is different. So Jimmy Ackerson, the right-wing party in Sweden, these cats who are unhealthy, coming from unhealthy places, where you know this level of rule sets says that women in T-shirts are whores, and they're raping local women, a la the New Year's Eve attacks in Cologne, which the German women sagely said, you know, I know you're upset about this, you German men, but you do realize German men get drunk and have been doing this for a long time, and there are no laws on the books here in Germany preventing this kind of social egress, uh, where you just 
uh, you're you attacking. You there's no rules here because German men. So now you're upset that men from Syria or men from Turkey are doing this. Well, yeah, they're doing more than that. They're killing their sisters for wearing bikinis, for dating German men. So it's essentially a kind of bloodborne weirdness. But what I'm saying is, nationally, a return to nationalism isn't so much about denying future a- access to your future generations through the mixing of blood, but because people from fundamentally single men between the ages of 18 and 40 who are sick. You can't tell me, fucking modern travel, you can't tell me that a guy who was on a street where people were being machine gunned, you put him on a plane and six hours later, he's in fucking downtown Stockholm. You think, oh, he's okay. I was on tour last year and I'm like, hey, what's the story with all these cats hanging out in Milan at the bus station? What is there a strike or something? And the Italians look at me appalled that I don't realize uh, <laughs> that I don't realize um, <laughs> sorry about the vacuum cleaner thing. It was a long, I was probably about 14, okay? Um, so uh, the Italians were uh, upset that uh, I was confusing the Syrian guys for the Italian. What the fuck? They all look the same to me. I thought there was a strike at the train station. Because they're just hanging around. They're hanging around, 23, 25, 28. So the problem is not a refugee problem. The problem is even not an immigration problem. The problem is what do you do with sick people? What do you do with people who are sick and therefore not healthy? What do you do? What do you do? What do you, what do, you do? And that's not even really the issue in America, the discussion about immigration. The, immigra- the discussion about immigration, the same existential threat that you might feel if you're a woman in Cologne or Stockholm uh, or that your men might be vaguely perceiving when they see guys at trust train stations in Milan, is not what's happening in here in America. In general, I'm not thinking that many people are finding, you know, Mexican migrants to be sexual threats. Um, but what's happening is they're acting on these men between 18 and 40, single men who are between 18 and 40, all of whom have recently been white. Uh, um, they're they're acting on the Thanatos thing, and they don't know it. They don't know it. But they're from the inside. Sorry, dude. Sorry, I'm not talking about you. You know who I'm talking about, Mister. This is not to, to besmirch the whole incel community and the MGTOWs, men going their own way. But um, <laughs> but the reality of it is that that these are unattached men between the ages of 18 and 40. Now, somebody said, I, I think we should bring back compulsory military service. And that way, that way men between the, at least the ages of 18 and 22 can bond with other men between 18 and 22. And um, in bonding with men between the ages of 18 and 22, they can get all that gun shit out of their system. They can, you know, they can build social contacts. I, I had a guy who rented from me and he was like always picking up other dudes, like not for sexual purposes. I go, hey man, who's that dude in the front yard? Yeah, he's another Marine. He means a fucking Marine. He's a Marine. He goes, I gotta go. I'm gonna let him stay here for me. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, you got you can't no one accompany guests, bro. You can't have him hanging around. Oh, it's okay. My wife's in the house. Oh, my God, you're gonna let your wife hang out with this fucking cat you met five minutes ago. It's okay. He's a Marine. His social bond with this idea of Marine, it was was large enough. 
so that he felt comfortable leaving a total stranger with his wife. You know what? This, this guy, this guy is not out. Um, you know, um, he's, he's not out shooting up the place, right? He's making bad judgments about who his wife hangs out with, but that's that's not not so. That is partially a solution that you can't have these eighteen to twenty. Yeah, I agree. It's mostly a right wing talking point, but I'm starting to agree with it these days. College is not for everybody. Now, I think they're ju- they're using that to justify downward mobility because college has helped a lot of people, um, at least, again, between 18 and 22, to build social contacts that keep you from flipping the fuck out, feeling like I got nothing and I'm going nowhere and I'm going to have anything. And what the fuck? It's a cry for help. They, the woman at the Gilroy Garlic Festival screamed at the guy, why are you doing this? And the guy goes, because I'm fucking angry. Yeah, okay, Peter, 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 uh, oh, God, what's his name? Not Peter, is it Peter Firth? The guy who's in network. I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore. He was, and this is it, from falling down to that guy to all the way through. It seems to be a particularly, a particularly white male preoccupation. Of course, black males have been acting out on their own 530 fucking or 578 people killed in Chicago last year. But that, that urge is self-destructive. Even though I think you could make the claim if a white dude is killing white people, it's also similarly, it is self-destructive because a lot of these guys are not emerging from this thing alive. But these are men, again, between the ages of 18 and 40, single, unattached men. Because if you're in a Chicago ghetto and you're hanging out in the street shooting somebody, you might be fucking somebody in your spare time but you don't have a girlfriend who doesn't give a shit. You want a girlfriend when you're with that give a shit about you? What are you doing? What are you doing? I got I got to make moves. You got to make moves. Okay, good luck. I'll have sex with a guy who's not making moves. You know. So um, I know, man. I, 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 hey, hey, hey. I'm not leaving my wife alone with anybody. If you know what I mean. So, um, so I, I, I. I, I spelled this out for a Navy guy, not only a Navy guy, but a Trump guy I do jujitsu with today. And he kind of he kind of rained on it. He, he called bullshit on it. And he said, there are plenty of lunatics in the military. And, and I go, are they lunatics when they get out at 22? He is like, well, I, you know, I but the reality of it is the military, you can stay in the military as long as you want. You can re-up. I get this at the age of 50 fucking six. Soon to be 57. This is the month I turned 57. I cannot join the military. However, had I joined the military, I could still be in the military. You know, uh, I mean, look, people, people are not these, these, these guys, they're fucking voting. They got nothing to live for. If I'm willing to go and shoot people at a fucking garlic festival and keep in mind, like this is like Bill Burr's thing about sh- shooting a uh, 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 cruise ship, sinking cruise ships. One person was, I, I survived the Vegas shooting and I survived the Gilroy shooting. I, I got it. The God has got a plan for me that said, but hey, it's just that you, you're going to these events where people feel their, their hold on forward lifeboats is especially fucking tenuous. It, 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 uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, I, I got a picture in the attic. It's good, clean living. That's why I look so young. It's good, clean living. Uh, anyway, you know what's nuts? What's nuts is when it saves your show, it may not save the live chat comments. So people who watch the show separate from the live show comments will think I'm absolutely out of my mind. So the only benefit of, 
of getting this is, is to listen to the live chat format because otherwise it won't seem like it makes any sense. So I spent the first half of the show talking about talking about Thanatos. There, there might be solutions. I think mandatory compulsion. Now, when I was 18, I thought, fuck that. But you know what? I thought, fuck that from the vantage point of a guy who was deeply immersed in the hardcore punk rock scene. Music, art, social, culture, people, women, lifeboats, mating, meeting. It was set. I hated Stanford. I fucking hated it. But hardcore kept me alive. You know, hardcore, <laughs> hardcore kept me alive. Um, yeah, okay. If I was going to trundle down the road of conspiracy, I would say that I did note the numbers of people who, from, from uh, the guys at Columbine, who had, who had been seeing military shrinks to, uh, you know, uh, you don't think the military psych ops programs are absolutely strange. Look up Lieutenant Michael Aquino. He has initially was a head of the Temple of Set, which was an offshoot of, uh, uh, which was an offshoot of, uh, of the Church of Satan back in, in, the, in the 70s. This guy is a psych ops guy. Psych ops, black budget programs, DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Project, they have their hands in all kinds of shit. So let's not, I don't want to, but I'm not going down that conspiracy thing because I'm seeing the same shit happening. I'm seeing brothers kill their sisters for for dating German guys in Krefeld, Germany, stabbing them to death at bus stops. I'm seeing honor killings. I'm seeing rapes. I'm seeing the, the attacks in Cologne. Now, you didn't have the same problem when you open a door into a culture. When you open a door into a culture, that door opens, swings both ways. When when folks from the Caribbean, when West Indians from the Caribbean were called post-war, World War II, were called to, to England to come, there was some upset. And when Pakistanis and Indians came subsequent, there was all the, you know, the, the India-Pakistan partition came over. There was also some upset. But they didn't have a over. They didn't come from places that were inherently fucking sick in, in the midst of great social upheavals. So they eventually ended up, ended up. Uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Integrating. You know, even though you got people like Muda Baruka saying it's no good to stay in the white man's country too long. Now, okay, the situation, and I'm saying this for you, Mr. Genghis Khan. The situation in Australia is very different. Because of the Aborigine thing, got I don't know. I, you could tell me I don't. I don't fucking know. They were there first. What can I say? I it's it's confusing to me. I've not been. I can't visit. I haven't been. Uh, so I, I I don't know. But in the instance of the uh, West Indians and 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 the and the Pakistanis going to England, it was uncomfortable, but it worked. But recently, you know, uh, Huey W. I don't know that he wants me to use his full name. He's texting me on the phone. I can see through Twitter, but I, I can't. I can only do. So many things at once. Um, he just ran for political office there and won. And he's like saying, people, he's friends with, who's that guy who keeps getting punched on his face in the video, the British cat? You know, um, you know there's several offshoots to the Church of Satan. It's, at this point now, I'm doing some work with Stanton LeVay, uh, who is Anton's grandson. He's going to try to write a piece for me for True Story. And uh, he's got a lot. A lot that involve a lot of celeb. I mean, it's just it, it's crazy, but they're all fucking fighting, you know, fighting, fighting, fighting. It's like uh, I, I can't even really describe it. It's, it, you, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. This is a, uh, the Pakistani thing in England. But that they're, they're not they're not 
It's only the recent converts who have who are becoming radicalized who are coming from places like where let, I'm just keep picking on Syria because I know Syria is currently in the midst of it. But there's been, you know, Middle East is in upheaval. So how do we go back? Somebody once said, you, you, I've learned every uh, a diplomat said, you, you, you want a lesson on, on, uh, on the Middle East? I'll give you a lesson on the Middle East. Watch uh, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Now, I, 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 I fell asleep in Lawrence of Arabia the first time. When that guy said that, I forced myself to stay away. It's a great movie. It won all the awards for a reason. But he says, you know, you can, it's like this. Ottoman Empire. They were Middle Eastern empires. These guys ruled the fucking world. And this is all in I mean, uh, your connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Uh, uh, I'm guessing you can hear me. Somebody, let me know. It says, please wait. Can you hear me? Your connection is unstable. I guess I'm back. Um, so, uh, oh, God, this system sucks, bro. Okay, yeah, it's chopping up. I'm, I'm, maybe I just need to sit back in the other room. So, um, so they turn around. Bernard Lewis, the Princeton professor, has written about the Middle East. They turn around, and they, when they pay back attention to the modern world, the Ottoman Empire is not shit. They're dealing with the British Empire, and suddenly they're being tr treated as 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 uh, as like a f fucking foot soldiers. So he says the problem with the Middle East is a problem of modernity, and it's not going to get better. It's getting worse because the number one oil-producing country in the world right now, god damn it. Okay, connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. I, I, you know, I'd like to go to the other room, but I'm afraid so to move. So, um, so it's not going to get better. So you have to think those, those of us, you know, those – yeah, my system does suck. Uh, it really – it's fucked. But it's not. I'm going to blame YouTube. So we we have to think of a, a way to not the immigration problem, not a refugee problem, but there are also women coming from these things who are. Uh, all, God damn it! There are also women who are coming from these places who are not doing this. We say people. We don't really mean people. We mean men, and they're sick, and we don't know how to help them. Okay. Uh, okay, that looks like I'm back. I'm, I'm a little, I'm inches closer now. So, um, how does this tie to MMA? Well, this ties in the MMA. Um, this ties in the MMA in a very simple way. Never have I seen a man. Uh, yeah, it's 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 shocking that the Silicon Valley thing, there'd be no good Wi-Fi. Never have I seen a man gaineth the world and lose so much. And by which I'm speaking of, uh, I'm, I'm speaking of Colby Crappington. Now, we have seen good heels before. If you rem if you can go back to the old Knuckle Up archives, and they exist somewhere on YouTube, God knows. I, I guess I'm not making any money off of those, but um, you go back and Chael Sonnen played that shit perfectly. According to my inside spies, he got that whole idea from. Um, from Doug Crosby, sometime judge and all around questionable character in my mind, but all that shit, he was like, we, you know what MMA doesn't have? It doesn't have a good a good heel. But Chael, Chael was always done, and it took those of us who were savvy pretty soon to, to see the wink, the nod, the good the good good intention, well intentioned humor behind it, and and, and, and like 
pretty quickly feel, figure out that, you know, there are people who got the joke and people who didn't get the joke. And eventually everybody got the joke, right? But with Colby Crappington, you have, this is a fucking scalpel. But a scalpel in the hand of, I'm, if I put a, uh, a scalpel in the hand of a concert violinist, Okay, that, 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 that he's got probably a deft touch, um, but uh, I, I don't expect a good outcome if what I need is to have my appendix removed. So what I'm saying is Kobe Crappington is a man of his age, and, um, and uh, I'm going to have to say that while I secretly have been to a certain degree proud of the fact that New York has gone national, like you remember that story I told you about the very attractive woman I used to know who was dating Larry Ellison at Oracle. And then uh, she was in New York and was used to having the world as her oyster and goes up to this young man on the street and says, hey, could you give me directions to, uh, is this, and the guy looks at her and goes, do I look like a fucking map to you? I thought, you know, all of the social capital has built up from being attractive, you know, <laughs> Uh, was down the, the down in in the in the toilet in the in the fucking toilet. Um, it didn't matter all those things. So while I like the fact that New York has gone national, there is a smallness to the current zeitgeist that I find it, that rankles. You know that fucking rankles. In other words, there is a joke, but I very I, I sincerely get the sense that um, Crappington hasn't gotten it. There are two types of guys, right? And you're gonna know exactly, you know, you're gonna know exactly. No, I'm not using a big balls microphone because when I plugged it in, I didn't get a reading. So I'll use it next week after I figure the system out. Um, so it is there was a smallness to it. And, and I have to say honestly, there are two types of guys, and we're talking about guys. Sorry, we're talking about guys because they're potential effort themselves. And you have guys that can laugh at themselves and laugh at others. Chael Sonnen can laugh at himself and laugh at others. Other guys perceive it to be an existential threat. So they're perfectly comfortable laughing at others, Trump, Crappington, but not so fucking expansive. I mean, people say, oh, his arrogance is ego. It's not. If you have a huge ego, you can deal with the, the slings and arrows, uh, uh, the sling arrows of outrageous fortune. And look, people like, I was hanging out with some guy from that band, U.S. Christmas. He had never hung out with me before. He had just heard about me through, through reputation. And we're drinking at a bar. We're hanging out. We're doing a, some shows in the, in the American South together. And at one point, he wrote this on his blog. He didn't tell me this. He spilled a drink on me. We're talking like he, he something he bumped into me and the drink spilled on me. And he I didn't look at him. I was like, oh, shit, I'm looking for a napkin. He was panicked. He thought he was going to get fucked up. Who does that? That's what I said to him. It's like some woman I slept with once in the middle of a snowstorm. And she was like, can I stay? Now, can you fucking stay? What kind of men are you having sex with that they would put you out in the middle of a fucking snowstorm? She goes, well, you just never know. I was like, yeah, you can stay. The city is shut down. Stay. Fuck it. You're, we're going to be sleeping, right? You're not going to be in doing any wild Watusi or trying to murder me in my sleep. The hell? Or urinate in the bed? Come on, sleep. 
So the smallness, and they're guys, they're famous guys, like rock guys I know. Mm, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do Okay. <laughs> Henry Rollins. Like Henry Rollins, he's got a pretty good sense of humor, but he absolutely doesn't have a good sense of humor about himself. There's plenty, but he does have enough insight to know that this is a problem, that this is a problem. For example, he's got that great line in one of his songs, uh, my judgment becomes affected, and without my even knowing it, I start to act like a dick. And somebody put up a YouTube channel of moments in which Henry Rollins is, uh, 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 is is a dick and it's just like sort of weirdly embarrassing. So this guy who I spilled a drink on was shocked, happily surprised that I didn't react negatively to it. And, and in actual fact, though in the last few weeks, I've almost gotten into three fist fights, which is very strange for a man who's 56 years old. One was a case of mistaken identity at 24 hour fitness, which I talked about on last week's show with a guy threw a rope at me. And then Sorrell, who also works at 24 hour fitness, saw the guy that the guy thought I was. He was like, you know the guy he thought you were? You go, yeah, that guy's fucking 25, Eugene. I was like, eh, 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 fuck you, Sorrell, male pattern baldness coach. And then Sorrell goes, get your mouthpiece. Ah, if I had 100 lifetimes to live like Klaus Barbie said, I would do them the same way. A male pattern baldness coach, fuck it. Grabbed my mouthpiece and got subsequently beaten up. Not one round, but two rounds, because I wouldn't fucking stop. So, um, and, and so that's what rankles about it. And then he's, I mean, it's graceless and it's it's a certain classes. You should be high on the fucking euphoria of just having one. Now, I'm not a big fan of Matt Hughes, but the Matt Hughes thing kind of sucked, bro. You didn't get any of that pre-fight jib jab from 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 a uh, uh, ruthless. Uh, Robbie Lawler, and and it's like, it violates my sense of fucking fair play. And you do that because you're a man between the ages of 18 and 40 in fucking crisis. Somebody said it best. Oh, yeah? Ah, hanging around with the same Bella Twins that Henry Cejudo, Cejudo was hanging around. The difference is Cejudo didn't pay them. He didn't pay them. Yeah, Masvidal didn't like it. It's fucking, you know, you... Who stands with this guy? Have you ever, ever seen an auditorium in Newark boo like that? Boo like that. Now, I, what I like, again, like when I say the New York vibe going national, what I like is a punk rock thing with, with uh, Crappington, where Crappington is like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, okay. Believe that. Because a lot of times I see cats who are trying to act, the, you know, walk the punk rock, talk the t- punk rock talk, but can't walk the punk rock walk. And I'm talking about Josh Koscheck. He liked being the heel, but when people were booing him, he seemed genuinely hurt. I already talked about you, Huey. Yeah, you got to go back and listen. So, um, you know, I-, I outed you. I outed you as a political as a political genius. Um, so, eh, eh, you know, um, Crappington, um, I mean, I don't, you know, you've heard me say before, I'm a sore loser, but I'm an even worse winner. You know, if you're Josh Koscheck, you're getting to get your feelings hurt when people bully you. I don't think Crappington did get his feelings hurt, but I think there's some point where he's going to realize that that whole American hoo-ha about 
about the, you know, the, the proud solo. That's all bullshit, man. That's some John Wayne TV fucking bullshit. You need friends. Every single crime organization realizes that. Good, bad guys all over the world. Oops. Bad guys all over the world realize that. Armies realize that. Take 100 babies and put them in the field. Um, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. I'm going to show uh, fuck cyclists coming. Yeah, cats that don't give a fuck. I don't have to remind people that they don't give a fuck, you know? Uh, um, so, so you, you know, he's, he's in that same 18 to 40-year-old crisis zone where it's like, who stands with him? Who stand? If you got Masvidal, guy who's on his own team, do you think Masvidal really fucking likes him? Now, I got friends who are Trump guys, you know, and we have spirited debates about, about, about Trump. But you can't. You can't do shit. And we've learned that time and time again. If you watch, if you watch Serpico, go back and watch Serpico. Oh, the crusader. He stood for the people. The people in New York didn't give a fuck about that. The people in New York were fucking in on the graft. You know my, you know the stereo that I played my music on as a freshman in college? You know where that came from? On the face of it, it came from my grandmother. My grandmother worked out in the prison out in Long Island City as either probation, head of probation or head of parole. I always get those confused. My grandmother, when Dutch East India, the trading company who distributed a lot of my records, CFY records, like the Stigmata record, uh, calling it a just, and didn't pay me, she took a she took a good fella in there with her and got me my fucking money, which is also where my stereo came from. It fell off the truck. This was this was tied into the fabric of the city. Serpico was helping New Yorkers. It wasn't fucking helping New Yorkers. Nobody watch that thing on the 7-5. What's most stunning about the thing on the 7-5 is that guy, the guy who they busted, is completely confused. Is completely confused about why his friend would turn him in. And his friend who turned him in is now like a fucking pariah. Because in the end, it's not about, it's not about, uh, 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 you know, it's not about a, a, a criminal behavior. It's not about so much criminal behavior. It's about an us versus a them. How big is your circle of us? If you live in Stockholm, Sweden, and you watch a succession of women get raped, or you live in Krefeld, Germany, and their honor killings, your circle of us might not include the guys who need the most help, the raping, killing people who come from places where they rape and kill as a matter of course. I'm talking, listen, the first time I ever went to fucking Mexico, I went through Tijuana. I had never seen, keep in mind, this is a guy who grew up with the South Bronx and the Lower East Side where building after building after building was was burned to, to, to bits. But I had never seen third world fucking poverty. People living in tin shacks. And I'm not talking about a tin shack you could stand up in. I'm talking about a little sheet metal put against the side of a fucking uh, uh, cinder block wall and people crawling in under it and kids running out in fucking diapers. That shit, you're going to take somebody like that and move them to someplace and expect them to be healthy? But Crappington, Kobe Crappington, this guy, I mean, there have been some people, uh, uh, Paul Pirro, 
I don't know they want me to mention his own name, but he's there on Twitter. That might not be his real name. Let's hold PP. So um, he he says he says that he he got the whiff. At, well, I I said that I got the whiff of what did I get the whiff of? Sorry, I'm moving around. I got the whiff of uh, was 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 Lawler the Lawler that we've known of old. And I just already, before the show, I record the Care I Don't Care, which should show up tomorrow sometime with Steph because Nash couldn't make it again. But um, I interviewed Nash. we got a piece going next week that he did about the, him being – yeah, yeah, may, I, that's, what, that's what PP was indicating, that maybe it was a fix, that maybe there was a little something in – look, Robbie at this point is an executive-level gatekeeper. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not putting a lot of heat behind the fix thing, the work thing. But he is an executive level gatekeeper. So he didn't have the belt that long ago. He got a sniff. He got a look. And now he's out. Much like a Bisping who retired at that point or a Gustafson who was like, you know what? The reality of it is I'm never going to hold that strap. So fuck it. I'm going to go do something else. But there's some people who are quite happy being executive level gatekeepers because what else am I going to do? Like that Travis Bickle said. So uh, I, Robbie might be those. What does that mean to be an executive level gatekeeper? Does that mean you shit on you shit on if what does that mean if you actually pull a um, a butch from Pulp Fiction and don't lose a fight? What happens if he beat Crappington? Well, there's no love loss between. Nah, I'm not going down that the road about the fall. That means there's no love loss. Like Crappington is a man on his own. Whatever love he had with the bald one is gone. He's a useful fool at this point. And if you think, honest to God, that the bald one wants this guy with a belt around his fucking his his waist, uh, belt in allegiance to no one, but like I mentioned on the Care Don't Care preview, years ago I got a, uh, approached by a crazy Russian-Israeli multimillionaire who ran a company called GameLink, and he wanted me to start a blog. And I started a porn blog. It was like a, a onion for porn, and I I just started to I just started to fucking. I just started to lay into Arnold, and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? I go, ah, fucking Arnold's funny. He goes, man, that guy's going to be governor someday, and I'm going to be in trouble. I go, fuck that. That guy's never going to be governor. Well, Arnold was a fucking governor, and he was right. This is a guy whose people have been chased from pillar to post, put his finger up in the air, and saw which way the wind was blowing. Now, I know that the bald one appeared at the Republican National Convention, and I know he's been a vocal Trump supporter, making it very hard to give him money. But it's hard to tell with the bald one. And in in the, in that in Trump, he's met his match. You think Trump's a Republican? Trump's not a fucking Republican. To give a shit about that, you know? He said years ago he was a Democrat. Now he's a Republican. You know, the tides turn, man. The tides turn, and I'm going to do the thing that's most advantageous to what? My bottom line. So, uh, I mean, if you if you if you if you think that the bald one is really a Republican, you might be wrong. You know, he'll be a Republican today and a Democrat tomorrow, whatever benefits him the most. And I think that's could be the case between like he's happy as long as the Trump kids are showing up and Trump is into the when has there ever been a fucking president who was into MMA? This can't redound, but redound to the MMA's benefit. 
No, I know. He does like he, he's perfectly happy being an executive level gatekeeper. Does that mean if there's something extra in the envelope that he goes for it? As an executive level gatekeeper, he's like anybody who wants to get to the champ has got to go through me. We know that. You know that. I know that. That's the reality of it. I'm happy. I don't have to, you know, I got something to do. And uh, generally, I could beat the hell. I, you know, on a good day, I'm shitting on somebody's parade. On a bad day, I'm taking a look. He didn't take, yeah, he did, he did Dana solid for future, like Hitler said, for future events as yet unknown, future considerations as yet unknown. I don't, I love Robbie, but everybody loves Robbie. We'll see Robbie again. You know, Johnny Boney Joni said, ah, Robbie, you broke our hearts. You broke our hearts. So he wins that fight, and then what happens? <laughs> Unstable. Stop it with the zero evidence. I'm not. What's, what's the matter with you, Zach? What the fuck is the matter with you? Just shut up and let me finish. So the point is, I don't want to put a lot of heat behind it. The reality of it is what Crappington did that was impressive was the Ty Willingham thing. The Ty Willingham thing. And the Ty Willingham thing was if I can play, get my just as strong the fourth quarter as they do the first quarter, I got a winning team. Crappington did something amazing. He was just as hard the, first, the fifth round as he was the first, and that's fucking hard to do. He's had plenty of time. He's been sitting on his ass for 16 months or however many months, uh, however many months it's been. He's had plenty of time. But like Joy Division said, made a fatal mistake. His fatal mistake is still with Johnny Boney Joni. I don't get the sense that he has ever dug down more than 60%, maybe 70% against Gus when he showed up that fight not fucking ready for it, his head not in the right space, and almost got schooled. You got to straighten that guy out, and that's the only way he was going to get straightened out. Still needs to get out of New Mexico, but whatever. The idea is to open the door as little as possible so that you got reserves to draw on your next fight. And I think Crappington put it all on the line. And if you don't think that Usman was taking notes and all the cats in his division were taking notes, He's got to come up with a second act that beats that first act because nobody's going to fucking be snookered by that first act because they saw it all. And I'm not even saying that. I'm just going with Paul Perot. It's not for everybody. Clearly, Gustafson couldn't take it. Uh, hey, man. Zachary Reichert. This is a speculative show. If you're not used to that, I suggest you go other places. <laughs> Marty will fuck it up. Well, you know what? M Marty, he, you know what was weird and eerie in that pre in the, in the post-fight thing where he's sitting there? Were any of you aware of the fact that he was saying the same things to Crappington that fucking T. Wood said to him? Huh? Did you notice that? He said, what do you have for me? I can out, I, on the ground, I can outrest you. I'll stand up, I can out. And I was like, easy, Usman, easy. Less is more. Less is more. Because even though the jungle, let's, let's, think, let's think like the Baldwin might think. Am I benefiting? How, how does the oopsie, what maximizes the oopsie's return? A Trump-favored fighter winning the strap, who then will be out of control and uncontrollable, 
or an Usman, who, as far as I'm concerned, is as close to a company guy as we're going to get in that division, um, hmm, winning. I think if I if 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 I go if I'm the bald one, I secretly hope that Usman wins because I have maximum control and mim- minimum exposure. I have with with a Crappington win. I, it's exact opposite. I have minimum control and maximum exposure. And I'm talking about exposure in a legal sense, in a really lack of control. But in the end, what we're left with is a belt-holding ambassador is a belt-holding ambassador if he wins, if Crappington wins, that nobody likes. Now, Mr. Reichert, if he's like saying that he like he would be the first one. The first now, I know people who like Crappington because they like Trump. Take minus Trump out of the equation, and they don't like Crappington. They're in all other words, they're all in for Trump, but they're not all in for Crappington. They're in for Crappington because Crappington is in for Trump. Separate Trump from the picture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, um, you know, you separate him, and who stands with this guy? Who stands with this guy? And keep in mind, I'm not saying that this was a work. You know, you know why I'm not saying it was a work? I'm not saying it's a work because I, I've been 37. Incidentally, I started fighting MMA, my 11 fights in the... Uh, SF Fight Club Smoker Series when I was 40. But I was training with the guy whose name I will never say on this show who tried to sue me over the fight book uh, at AKA when my oldest kid was almost 23, first started walking. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, Crappington's mom might not like him. And who else's mom doesn't like him? The bald one's mom doesn't like him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was training. I was training with. with yeah, exactly. So um, you got a guy who's ill. But look, look at an ambassador's. I mean, maybe, maybe you can make a go of it with this guy because Nuggets was a belt holding ambassador. That didn't work out that great. You know, uh, Johnny Boney Joni is a belt holding ambassador. That didn't work out great. How does that work with the minimum, with a maximum control? Minimum? Well, he's got exposure. So you actually, the bald one has more control over the Johnny Boney Joni than he did before the whole pregnant woman crash. And he's got more control over the McNuggets because of this case, this damn, sort of Damocles anal rape case hanging over his head, as well as his fucking plunging Q rating. But if you don't think it's a business consideration, who gets that belt? You haven't been paying attention to a dead sunny listing. So Robbie, Robbie, great fighter, embracing the executive gatekeeping thing. He will be around until he doesn't want to be around, a la Jim Miller, who also I, I, I picked to win and did win, despite the fact that my spies who have sparred with him said that he's got hands like pillows. My favorite part... And there were not many 
of the of the Lawler uh, Crappington is when Lawler actually put put something on him, and he got hit. And you could see actual fear on on uh, Crappington's face. The question is when they ended up when they ended up um, when they ended up against the fence. Did they end up against the fence because Crappington outskilled him to the fence, or did they end up against the fence because Lawler walked backwards into the fence? If you're Paul Perot, you see Lawler walking backwards, and you do a Columbo, and you start scratching your head like, hey, that's, uh, there's something strange about the time when you walked into the fence there. But if you're me and I'm going into it, I don't know. The future starts now. I always pick older fighters, but I seriously don't expect 44-year-old fighters to be wearing the strap at any point. And neither do they, frankly. Damian Maya said, yeah, you know, I'm seeing the end of the tunnel very clearly in my future. Do this a few more times. A few more times. Then I'm out. I don't know what kind of 44-year-old fighter you'd have to be to, to, to believe that you were going to hold the belt. I, I like it, though. I like it. I like it. I, you know, I'm 56 years old. Guys are trying to kill me every day. I'm going six days a week. I'm going against guys who only go two days a week. I went against a guy, Nick, who wrestled in high school, weighs 300 pounds, and only trains a one day or two days a week. Came in full of fire on Saturday. Surround made me go with him, maybe going with Hanato, uh, uh, whose last name I simply can't remember, who was a competitive MMA guy with like a winning record who just won the fight to win. And then he made me go with a 300 pound Nick, who was a high fucking a junior high college wrestler. Fucking, I'm, I'm 57 fucking years old, bro. August 28th. But I'm not really so delusional thinking that I'm going to be fucking winning any massive. I'm not going to Abu Dhabi, okay? So, uh, so anyway, so so there's there's some things to think about. Uh, <laughs> that, that that is true. The mystique usually ends where anal rape begins. So, uh, uh, so you know, I don't know. I'm actually, as a thought problem, I'm wondering how Crappington pulls this out. You can't market unlikability unless it's self-aware unlikability. Chael Sonnen has been the fucking jail, right? Hasn't he? Didn't he get arrested and have to go to jail for that fucking fraud shit? But he's still fundamentally likable. That's why his show was doing. Brendan Schaub, not really likable. His attempts to be likable are noteworthy and mockworthy and mystified. But we have a crisis, and the spear point of this crisis is exactly why we can't decide how we feel about Crappington. I mean, me mostly. Most people fucking hate him. I'm undecided as to whether he is hate worthy. I mean, I got friends who are Trump supporters. I don't hate them, but I don't like Crappington. Because he's small. And I like sports, and I think we all like sports because of the archetypal success stories that they tell about the platonic triad, the good, the beautiful, the true, the realm of eternal ideas, all that shit that sits above those 
those books that you know are 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 game sets for how we're supposed to live our lives while we still have them. I can't I can't but help feel like the small, the mean spirited, the 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 small and the mean spirited. I, I just can't help but think like you got to be able to laugh at yourself. There's a friend of mine. Uh, uh, actually, that story is not germane. Let's not go there right now. The point is, the point is, the guy who spilled the drink on me, you all, you know, uh, you know, it's like I realized when I went to train at Unity Jiu-Jitsu in New York, which is not Mario Bustamante's place, but Mario Santana's place. I got that wrong. Uh, uh, you, you, that, that I can't train anywhere else because Sorrells is a pirate ship. But I can call him Baldy Locks. I can call him Leo Baldy Sorrell. And he makes me put in my mouthpiece and beats me up for two rounds. And as I'm, he's beating me up, I'm screaming for the cops who train with us, Trump supporters, and like, Mormon report, or left-wing lawyers. The benefit of living this lifestyle is being able to be unholy uh, 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 not that's the word. Uh, holy and unbridled you. But some of us will do that and find ourselves fucking wanting. So yeah, I got to a certain degree that Crappington is is doing shtick. But sometimes shtick gets on top of you. And you don't know that you're doing shtick anymore. Sometimes it does. I'm going to say Rick James. You know what was special about Rick, Rick James? And I just found out from now hanging with the, the Satanist cats is that Rick James had a Coke dealer. And that the cocaine that Rick James was doing had been engineered by this Coke dealer who had cocaine that was like bomb ass cocaine. Like, coke. if you think you've done cocaine, the cocaine that Rick James, Coke dealer, was selling in engineering and to working with was like, whoosh! Clearly. Clearly. So, uh, uh, so, so, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe that's how it got on top of Rick James. I mean, look. I smoked weed for the first time in 1976. I smoked it three times a day, every day for six months, and I never smoked it again. Until, of course, probably I was about 50, 52, and then not regularly. And I can tell you the weed in 1976 was bullshit. The weed today will fuck you up. Shit gets on top of you. You don't expect it. And I'm not smelling any shtick. I mean, we're, Crappington is not converting these angry 18 to 40 year this angry demographic 18 to 40 year olds. I didn't hear anybody cheer this guy over the booze. Why? Because he doesn't fucking touch our, our better angels. Anyway, this is V75. If you want to get a hold of me through Twitter at Eugene S. Robinson. Let me know about this format. I don't know when I end this stream if, if it's going to stay. Yes. Yeah, I'm hoping that Usman does smash him. I, I'm, with ben, I'm with Funky Ben on this one. 
he apologizes. Uh, we got to hear from this guy for another six months. Jesus. So I don't know when I end the stream, whether it'll save the show. So you might have to just go through through Twitter to let me know. I'm, I'm thinking about going back to the old room where I'm closer to the router. Uh, 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 Ms. P, I'm sure you have tech advice that you could give me. I'm going to need it. Uh, DM me through Twitter. Um, those of you who are trying to get a hold of me through Instagram, Mr. Sleep 3 on Instagram, know that if you have no photos, if you have no photos up on your page, I think you're a spy. If you make me approve you before I approve you, if you make me approve you before, I, you know what I mean, then I assume you're a spy. I got to look into your world before I let you look in, 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 into mine. Uh, uh, in a matter of hours, in two and a half hours, at Ozzy.com, the new sex column was coming in. I got to thank you all for sending in your sex questions. Uh, the, the, the ones who continue to ask me about penis size, penis surgery, penis pills, please stop. I've answered that question like 30,000 times. Please stop. You know, the, the sex questions run in people get, you know, their fashions, you know, their trends. Like, uh, uh, I've been having like two or three weeks of trans questions in a row. I love those. But the penis ones, got to stop. The penis is never going to get larger. Forget about the surgery. Forget about the pills. I can't help you. Nobody can. Please. If you have other sex questions, if you have other people that have other sex questions, please DM me your sex questions. You know, use... Uh, um, um, let uh stop with the penis stop i don't want to answer any more penis questions um uh uh the guy the paramedic guy that came from use there've been a lot there've been a lot coming from i'm not i don't want to out people uh choked his 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 kids that came from, all 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 these came from you so thank you you've been very strong in a true story um and uh, you get paid for them so you get paid for them. So it's a way for me to put money back into your pockets in addition to the money that you're not putting in mine. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Thanks for calling. Tuesday at 720, we're going to try a new, the new system for if I did it, immediately followed by if the shoes fit. Let's hope to God it's been more painless than this. Uh, and then uh, Care Don't Care debuts Monday. Sex column in a couple of hours. Thanks for listening. Uh, look what you made me do! How do I stop it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that's it. <laughs>